online, so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to help brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rindon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hope. So, Amy, here we are in April. I don't know about California, but the weather here in Idaho uh, is starting to warm up. Things are getting uh, heated here. Yeah, we had uh, a couple pretty warm days here, like high high 80s. I would classify that as warm, yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe. I think one day it was estimated, uh, the high was estimated for 90 and I was like, it's too early to have 90 degree weather. That's the Southern California I remember. <laughs> yeah. But it was like one day it was blue skies, sunshine, breeze, warm, but like really nice day. And, uh, and then I think it was Thursday was just weird. Like the creepy, creepy hazy sky, weird high clouds, um, almost like a, a funky humidity, like kind of uh, like dead air, no breeze, really heavy, humid air. Yes, that doesn't sound fun. But just gray, gray, like no yeah. real sunshine, no blue skies, like it was just bleh. <laughs> so, Hot and bleh. Yeah, no good. Not a good combo. Yeah, bleh. And and then uh today it was it was warm, not quite as warm, but we were back to at least, you know, blue skies with some smog. <laughs> which is standard Southern California. That is the Southern California tagline, yeah. But yeah, it's supposed to cool off a little bit more this weekend, so we'll see what we actually end up with. But we did have a couple a couple days of oddly warm weather. So, I mean, it was nice. I'm not, I can't complain. You know, I'll, I'll say like I, I'm uh, I'm enjoying the warmer weather. I I, I am someone who uh, likes the winter months typically more than the summer months. Uh, but I, I have to say, like, I think I've had my fill of the cold for a while. Yeah, my mom was talking with some of her family in Wisconsin, and uh, I was definitely not envious of the temperatures that they were having right i'll take my funky humid hot day here over that any day yeah i definitely agree with that the only thing i don't really like about this time of year though is my allergies seem to go into high gear mm -hmm. uh, which is weird because i wasn't really someone who suffered from allergies until i would say the last like couple years like <laughs> i noticed like during this time like my eyes like you just think i'm constantly crying <laughs> It's just watering uh, like nobody's business. And uh, yeah, apparently my body has uh, decided uh, it doesn't like certain things now. So, Well, I, I had to laugh. Um, I saw one of my friends post uh, a meme. I think it was yesterday. Kind of a joke about how I've survived this entire pandemic without getting COVID, but my allergies are going to kill me or something, <laughs> something to that effect. Yeah. Yep. And so I guess you, you're not alone in, in that. Well, and then honestly too, there's this whole other thing that goes on in your head when you get your allergies. You're like, 
okay, is this COVID? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, everything's COVID now. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's just some of the symptoms. I mean, heaven right. forbid that you sniffle or sneeze in public settings because everybody looks at you. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, you you have the mark of death upon you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've learned. Uh, unfortunately, I have uh, had allergy issues since I was a kid. Yeah, this is new for me. And I, I'm curious. I wonder if it's like an Idaho thing. Maybe now that I'm around. You're exposed to something new. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Because uh, my eyes, man, I tell you, do they walk like nobody's mm. business now? No. Yeah, I've I've learned over the years. Um, I've had to tweak my my regimen of allergy medications <laughs> over the years, um, and it's gotten better. But um, at least now I know what to take for what what specific symptoms. Yeah, I sort of uh, my baseline allergy medication that I take. If that stops working, I know what to do next, and I can usually get it under control within the next few days um, because I've learned that if I don't get it under control within a few days, it becomes like a full-fledged sinus infection and then it becomes bronchial issues. Like it just, it just blows up, you know, if I don't, yeah. if I don't yeah. catch it right away. So thankfully I've got a, a good arsenal of allergy medication in my back pocket. <laughs> well, there, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a, uh... The battle and for me like i've already started to lose that battle because yeah <laughs> i'm already feeling it well i i know the things that trigger me and a part of it is just learning what it is that yeah, you're allergic the, to it's going to be a learning so, process for me yeah. if you can figure out what it is or you know what the things are that are triggering you out out that way maybe it's potatoes maybe it's potatoes oh that would be <laughs> sad i would be sad where where would i go <sighs> No tots for you. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, let's let's not go the potato route anymore. So it's not it's not the potatoes. No, it's maybe maybe you just can't grow potatoes, but you can still eat them. I can't that? be around the raw potatoes, man. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, thankfully I'm not allergic to potatoes. Well, on that fun note, uh, let's say <laughs> we interject a little bit of hope into the conversation. <laughs> uh, what do you have for us this week? Well, I have some good news, folks. <laughs> some real good news. After that potato talk, we could use it. You know? Uh, so I was perusing the Good News Network today, and uh, I, had to, I had to laugh. It definitely, this article made me chuckle um, because I remember when <laughs> everything was feeling very... Uh, doom and gloom as far as the pandemic goes seem to remember that yeah last year it was just like everything was kind of spiraling downward out of control with the uh with covid cases and it was just looking very bleak and then all of these news reports came out about the murder hornets and it seemed <laughs> yes. like it was just one <laughs> catastrophic report of something funky happening each week then we had the the ufos and then so on and so forth yeah yeah it was just like out of control and then if all of that wasn't enough then there were talks of how an asteroid was going to be coming towards the planet earth of course it was of course 
Because 2020. Because 2020. (laughs) Where else would it go? (laughs) Right. So the article that I saw this morning is a confirmation from NASA that the Earth is safe from the asteroid uh, for at least 100 years. They can project that we are good. Well, thank the maker for that. I mean, this asteroid is apparently pretty big. It's over a thousand feet across this asteroid. That's pretty big. And um, early projections had it looking like it was going to, you know, come pretty dang close to us. Different uh, radar observations and orbit analysis. Astronomers have been able to conclude that this asteroid will not hit Earth, which had been a fear. And um, so we're, we're safe for at least 100 years. <laughs> so, Asteroid, uh, you have been removed from the chessboard. Murder Hornets, you're up. What do you got? Yes, yes. I guess on April 13th, 2029, NASA says that the asteroid will pass less than 20,000 miles from our planet's surface. And that will be one of the closest approaches of this asteroid. It will be visible. Um, to observers on the ground in the Eastern Hemisphere um, without the aid of telescope or binoculars. So that just tells you wow. yeah, how visible that's it will be. Yeah. In any case, I was like, <sighs> sigh of relief. One less thing to worry about. Yeah, yeah we're not going to have to worry about the asteroid. So that brought me some hope. And I, you know, I think I've I've said before just how fascinating our universe is and outer space just mystifies me and <laughs> intrigues me so much. I'm with you there. And it's, it's interesting because it's almost hard for my brain to grasp the idea of like just this infinite universe that it just goes on forever. And yeah. Wow. I mean, just, yeah, you can't help but be fascinated by that. Yep. But in any case, I think we should all mark our calendars so that we can have a, a night sky watching party. Asteroid viewing party, yeah. In eight years, yeah. Save the date. <laughs> Save the date. Invitations in the mail. There you go. So that's my story of hope for this episode. What have you got for us, Chuck? What story of hope are you going to share with us today? Well, I got, uh, I got a fun story. You know, it's not quite as exciting as yours. You know, it's not about us being saved from, you know, horrific, horrific death or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was definitely a fun story. It comes out of North Carolina, and uh, it's about a head custodian uh, at an elementary school. His name's Raymond Brown, and apparently uh, Raymond Brown is like one of the uh, the popular guys in the school. Like all the kids love him. He he loves to make uh, relationships with all the kids, and uh, one student in particular. Uh, he took a shine to by the name of Amos, and Amos uh, was autistic. A lot of the kids uh, at the school weren't uh, really socializing with him. Uh, a lot of them just didn't really understand what autism was and, you know, how that could uh, cause someone to uh, not exactly be uh, Mr. Social, right? But anyways, Raymond Brown uh, befriended this kid, and because he t- had a special relationship with him, uh, the other kids in the school decided to... Uh, also, you know, hang out with him, play with him. And, and Raymond gave, uh, dubbed Amos the, uh, as famous Amos. So that was his <laughs> name in the school. And so that's what everybody started calling him. And, 
And so, uh, you know, Amos was so excited by all of this uh, attention. And so, you know, Amos's parents took note, uh, particularly his mom, and was just so thankful of this relationship that Raymond Brown had created uh, with her son. Uh, so anyway, in 2020, Raymond Brown was actually up for uh, an award uh, for North Carolina, and uh, he ended up not winning it. But uh, Amos's mother was so uh, enamored with Raymond and just not the relationship he created with uh, her son, but with all of the kids at the school. So she decided to take it upon herself to uh, get with the community and those outside the community to raise money uh, to surprise Raymond uh, at his 38th wedding anniversary, no less. So they were able to actually raise uh, $35,000 for him. And uh, they surprised him with a check. And uh, that, uh, yeah, I, it just made the anniversary that much sweeter, I would imagine. I can only imagine, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I like this story for a couple different reasons. Number one, you never really know what someone's going through. So taking the time to take an interest in them and just being kind to them and developing a, a potential relationship uh, can mean the world to someone. And in this case, with Raymond and Amos, it clearly did. You know, Amos's life was made all the better by his friendship with Raymond. But more than that is Amos's mother took it upon herself to recognize Raymond uh, and really created this whole drive to get him uh, $35,000, which that in itself is amazing, but more so the recognition, you know, not accepting that this guy didn't get recognized like he should have properly. And, you know, there are a ton of Raymonds out there, and I'm hoping that this story kind of catches on in other communities and people uh, take it upon themselves to recognize because I think, you know, it's so important Recognition is great because it gets it out in the forefront and hopefully will allow other people to step up and realize how important relationships can be uh, with people. Well, and I think there's something to be said about making the effort to call out the positive things that you see in other people, um, you know, and to bring encouragement and um, support however you can. and the fact that they were able to raise that significant amount of money and that people were inspired to do so because of who he is and what he, what he's done. And I mean, that's inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that definitely is a credit to um, who he is and his character and the incredible work that, that he does in that school. You know, it's just, yeah, that's really, really cool that he was able to be honored in that in that way yeah you know and it, it just goes back to uh, personal relationships you know you just never know uh how you're going to affect someone or how they're going to affect you and so leaving yourself open to uh just connecting with people you know you never know where it's going to lead so i love it a couple great stories of hope this week and if you'd like to uh, read the stories yourself you can find the information at our website worldofhopes.com but before we get out of here, let's say uh, we offer up our recommendations, picks of the week, something to uh, help stimulate our brains <laughs> during these times. Uh, Amy, what do you have for us this week? Well, this week I have uh, uh, something to watch on Netflix, actually. Uh -huh. Very cool. Um, I finally took the time to watch My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. 
and it's um it's a documentary i, I i'm pretty sure that everyone's kind of picked up on this but um you know that i love the ocean just a little bit yeah and just i love a little bit yeah marine biology and yeah it just fascinates me so much so when i saw this movie it was released last year like i think it was early september i don't know it kind of slipped under the radar for me and um as it's been out longer i keep hearing more and more people talking about it i tend to watch lots of ocean documentaries and just wildlife documentaries in general a couple of the um photographers and and um cinematographers and different people that have had affiliations with other ocean films that I really like had a hand or have talked about this particular documentary. It's just such an intriguing story to me. It basically follows um, this filmmaker. His name is Craig Foster. He basically dives freestyle, you know, freestyle dive without the tank, just the little snorkel thing and he um would free dive in these cold underwater kelp forests off uh the tip of south africa that sounds pretty cool nice and he did this every day and he forms just the most unique and interest i don't know it just it there were moments I, I don't want to give I don't want to give everything away, so I'm gonna keep a lot of my thoughts to myself. But um, there, I, it's just a very unique relationship that he forms with this octopus that he encounters every time that he dives in this particular spot. The moments that they capture, the way that he shares his story, um, and kind of the lessons that all of his interactions taught him was just really beautiful it was a beautiful and moving story i will admit that there was a moment where i got very (laughs) (laughs) misty-eyed somebody was cutting onions nearby i don't know what that was all about but i can definitely see um how it got it's nominated for uh best documentary um for the oscars yeah it was just a very captivating telling of what he experienced and it was an opportunity to get to see um, just the beauty of that part of the world, the ocean. I mean, it's just so, so rich with life and he, he, they captured it in such a beautiful way. You definitely have me intrigued. I, I definitely want to watch this because, dude, number one, I'm just fascinated by the octopus. It's such an interesting creature, like just to watch them and how they move and just everything about them is just so intriguing and just how they're just so smart. And and it, there's just so many fascinating things about an octopus. So it, just seeing him interact with it, I, I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah, it was it was so intriguing. And I guess so a, a little bit of backstory on, on a previous um, adventure that he went on. I think it was with him and his brother. Um, they basically followed these trackers, these animal trackers throughout Africa. And it was just learning observing uh the way in which they would track animals and like find them you know hidden in weird weird places and whatnot and so he you know after years of just feeling burnt out in a lot of different ways in his life this dive experience actually kind of became his therapy session 
I can see that. That's cool. Yeah, he was able to take a lot of the things that he learned and observed from the trackers um, while they were on safari in Africa. That He took all of that information and started applying it to this little octopus friend that he encountered. That's awesome. Yeah. Did all kinds of different research and stuff to learn more about the, you know, who is this little friend? What, you know, what species are they? Learning different things about them. But just, um, yeah, there's just something so beautiful in the way that he shared his story that um, just was a lesson. Um, and he shares this was a lesson for him. And I can totally see it on um, just the, the beauty of the nature around us, humanity's connection with nature, and how fragile this ecosystem that we have is yeah so out of this documentary um he helped uh create it's called the sea change project basically focuses on that particular um great african sea forest the the sea kelp forest there just because they're so rich with so many different species and whatnot but um an education program on that and it's just it's just cool stuff that i geek out over it (laughs) That's very cool. Well, you definitely have me intrigued. I, uh, I'm looking forward to watching this for sure. Uh, it's rated G. Um, there are what I would say some pretty intense moments. Um, that little ones, um, depending on how they do with scary moments, it might be a little scary at times. Um, but other than that, it's just a beautiful film and a beautiful story. And I think it'll open open your eyes to see the ocean a little bit differently and to see an octopus is such a mysterious creature in general, but just to see, see its personality even like it it was just, it was the coolest thing to get to watch throughout this film. So yeah. Very cool. Love that recommendation. Uh, You know, my, my pick is also on Netflix. So surprise, surprise, something to watch for me. Honestly, though, I'm breaking my trends this week. It's not a mysterious pick. Oh, we're moving no. to something new. 100% family friendly. Uh, and this is a, it's a classic. It's been on Netflix for a while, I think on and off. I've returned to this movie a few times over the years because I just love it so much. It's so heartwarming for me. But uh, I'm going to recommend John Favreau's The Chef movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. It's so good. Yes. Like number one, it's just a it's just a heartwarming tale of like this father and son bonding over this just food truck experience, and it, it, that that in itself is just so great, you know. Especially you see where the they start kind of disconnected at the beginning. By the end, they just are completely on the same page, and the, you know it's just a it's just so touching to see, you know. And it's it's about a connection. It's such a, it's a movie that's entirely about human connections. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I I love and, and it plays up so well, but also dude, if you go into this movie and you don't really like cooking very much, dude, this will make you want to become a chef tomorrow. (laughs) It, it makes me want to make the like fancy gourmet grilled cheese. Oh my, (laughs) yes, dude. Or that, the pasta dish that like looks amazing. Every single dish that John Favreau makes in this film, you just want to devour it. But more so, the actual process, like how they film it with him actually making this stuff, mm-hmm, it's made with mm-hmm. so much passion and love. You're just, I want this. You know that there's a show with him. And yes. The, okay. You yes. Watch the Chef Show. Yes. Yes. 
which is so great. And it dives into a lot of these stories. And again, you see them cooking like the same style uh, on the chef movie. Uh, So yeah, definitely if you, if you watch the chef movie first, but then watch the chef show because you'll, you'll love it. Uh, But yeah, it just gives you a renewed love of cooking. And, and yeah, like you said, grilled cheese of all things, like it's just, you just want to keep watching the guy make a grilled cheese. (laughs) Like, It's so great. Scarlett Johansson is in the movie. Yes, right. And I, I, I am low key jealous of her that she got to take a bite of that amazing looking pasta dish. It looks so good. Yes, <laughs> it looks incredible. So good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm going to be honest, dude. After I watched it the first time, I'm like, that's my life's ambition. I want to own a food truck now. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want a food truck. Mm, what would, what would you make if you had a food truck? That's a, what that's a good point. Be? Yeah. I, I would first have to learn how to cook, I guess. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, All right. Cooking maybe, lessons are on like, the bucket uh, list. You know, uh-huh. Chuck, Chuck's empanadas or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I've to think about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although I'm in Idaho, so maybe it'd be like Chuck Spuds or something like that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, dude, I love this movie, and it it just. Uh, it's just a fun movie, like from start to finish. There's just so much passion into this. And this is what I love about a John, a John Favreau film or project. He just pours himself into it. Like, you know, if it's a subject that he's not familiar with, he becomes an expert by, you know, and it just shows like even just down to the cooking and you, you watch other movies like chef movies or whatever. And, you know, they're fine, but there's not that passion with the food, like the prep and everything. And, I, I literally could just watch repeats of just him cooking. <laughs> like, if that was the entire movie, I'd be okay, honestly. I've seen the extended version that has all the extras and stuff. Okay. And it was actually really cool to get to watch, like, the, you know, mo- coaching moments between him and Chef Roy Choi. Yes. Well, that's what I love about the chef show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show that that yeah. was who who taught him everything that he needed to do. Right. And how, you know, how they would actually do it in the kitchen, you know, when they're prepping, you know, prepping all the things and how they would chop and, you know, the proper way to <laughs> the proper the things that you learn when you go to. It's just it's an art form. To school form. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so beautiful to watch. Oh, gosh. And it really, like, the presentation is incredible. It is, dude. It is. it is. It's art. It's it's totally art. The food truck food is just <laughs> It is. Well, and that's the thing. Like, they, they made, like, a food truck look amazing. Like, like I said, like, I wanted to own a food truck. <laughs> like, it, it looked amazing. And even just watching them cook on the food truck, like, you're just mesmerized by the whole thing. And then I love how, you know, uh, they incorporated Twitter into it. You know, the sun like became kind of the social media promoter and even like their inventive way, like how they have like the tweets like fly out and, you know, it's just, it's just a fun, I'm sure Twitter, like, I I don't know if they invest in this movie at all, but it definitely (laughs) put them, you know, uh, I'm sure they had to be happy with it, but yeah, it, it was just such, it's such a fun movie. So if you've yet to check it out. I highly, highly recommend John Favreau's Chef movie. Uh, and then as a supplement, the Chef show, uh, you won't regret it, man. The, the only thing I'll warn you is you'll probably want to go out and buy a food truck after watching it. Or you'll just get really hungry watching. Well, that's a given, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to want to make yourself a grilled cheese and then you'll be bummed because it you know, doesn't look like his. 
or you're you're gonna be you're gonna be cra- craving Cuban sandwiches for sure. Oh gosh, watching them make the Cuban sandwiches on the truck. Well, dude, and I even love this the scene where they went to New Orleans to get the beignets. Oh, the beignets! Hearing yeah. him talk about food and just the passion within the communities and the, the location, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just so great, man. You'll you'll walk away with this like with a newfound appreciation of food and and just how food ties into communities and location and ingredients and all that stuff. It's just such a fun, great movie. So John Favreau chef on Netflix. Uh, do yourself a favor. Check it out. My recommendation. I can, I can second that. <laughs> great, great pick. All right, there you go. So we have a couple of great picks, both on Netflix, by the way. So, Hey, you know, back to back, uh, Netflix viewings. There you go. Movie marathon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> always down for that alright well I think that about does it for this episode if you enjoyed your time with us the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast you can find out how to do that at aworldofhopes.com and if you want a little extra dose of hope to carry you through between episodes you can find us on Instagram at awohopes sharing and spreading hope and smiles throughout the week and we'd love to connect with you there and hear your own stories of hope. Well, until next time bye everyone <laughs>